Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss business, sports, politics, and whatever's on our mind. I'm your host, Eric Twig, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy, Ted Fells. Good evening, all. Good evening, all. And what do you think about that Super Bowl, man? Yeah, it was surprising. If you recall on the last episode, I predicted Tampa Bay would win. Let's let the record show that first off. I did predict that Tampa Bay would win, but but I had no idea that it was going to be a lopsided game. Well, let's also let the record show that I also predicted Tampa Bay. If you want to go back to that episode, you'll find out that surprisingly, I went with Tom Brady as well. (laughs) You did. Now, but you know, I'm fascinated by greatness. You know, that's one of the things on this show. We we try to inspire people to be great and to pursue greatness. And and a lot of people, they have this thing where they don't like uh, they don't like Alabama. They don't like Tom Brady. They don't like LeBron James because they win all the time. But but I'm fascinated by greatness because I think there's lessons there. There's things that Tom Brady does. It's not like he just rolls out of bed and goes and play quarterback, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was looking at this clip. He had this video and they were all celebrating in the locker room. And then one of the young guys, he's like, they, asked, they were like, yeah, show it to Tom. He's like, Tom, show it to Tom. Man, Tom been there before. So they, they point back at Tom. Tom's in the back someplace just putting his stuff in his bag. Like it was just a regular one. Day. The rest of them celebrating. He's like, man, let me get to the family. We're going to get something to eat. Right. This is what I do. Yeah, that's how you have when it's Super Bowl number 10. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. This is not your everyday podcast. No. Not at all. We do things a little different. As Samantha's about to find out, this is that's not right. your everyday podcast. But you can check us out on the 30 Minute Hour Facebook page. You can go to the 30minutehour.net. If you prefer to listen on the podcasting platforms, you can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, and anywhere you like to get your podcasts. And before we get into the meat of the programming, I wanna talk about the What Now movement, specifically What Now University. You know, last week we had our first masterclass session. It was on marketing. Uh, this week's masterclass session is tips from the TV lady. Valanda wow. Calloway. She is a professional news anchor and she's been in the game for quite some time. She's going to give us tips to get your mic and your light right. So we're in this virtual world and people aren't going to be as forgiving in 2021 of the virtual mistakes that we were making in 2020. Right. When right. you come to this masterclass, this coming Saturday from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, she's going to teach you some specific things. She, she's going to leave you with some takeaways, Ted. Like, so, like, like, what, like what colors to wear. Right, right. That's one of them. You'll, you'll know why certain colors and patterns distract from your message. Mm. That's one thing you're gonna know. The other thing is you'll, you'll see why everybody, including men, need makeup. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah take, 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 take it easy. Take, I'm, take hey, it I'm easy. just the messenger, Ted. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. And that's what that's what Valanda says. Valanda is a pro, and she says that everybody that goes on camera needs makeup. Yeah, maybe you have to go to the master class to find out about it. She's she's gonna show you how to choose the best chair, the best lighting, and background for virtual engagement, and also she'll help you to locate the best spot in your home for optimal audio and video quality. Her name is Valanda Calloway. She's a TV lady. She's doing a master class this coming Saturday, 10 o'clock Eastern time. You can go to whatnowuniversity.com to register. It's gonna be right. something else. Right. All right. So Ted. Yes, Eric. I've got something that's on my mind. Please share, Eric. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Do I have a choice, really? You don't have a choice, but I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> you, you, you've asked 95 other times, episode 96, but I still thought Why, st why stop now? Why there stop now? There you go. So in honor of our guest, I want to talk about how to design your ideal life. How to design your ideal life. So I've been reading this book, The Energy Bus by John Gordon, and he writes about a study of two airplane design teams who were placed in separate rooms. The members of these teams were placed in separate rooms. So the first team, they saw a model of the finished product, and they were given a vision of exactly what they were building, right? That's the first team. So the second team, they were told to design each piece without seeing a picture of what the end result would look like. So the first team with the vision, the first team that saw everything, they worked twice as hard and finished in half of the time as the second group. So here's the big takeaway. And again, this is, you know how we do. This is the part of the program where you just need to, if you're driving, you need to pull over to the side of the road, if you're on your treadmill, you just need to hit the pause button. Put the ham sandwich down. That's Get right. Ham yeah. sandwich right, right. now. Right. The chips. Right. Just put it. Sam, this is the time to put it down right now. So, Sam, I don't know how good. I don't care how good it is. You right there, that last piece. Time to put it down. Give them, give them some, Eric. What you got? Exactly. Put the Super Bowl leftovers down. Here's the big <laughs> takeaway. Flying blind will cost you time. Amen. Mm. You, Sorry, got a, you got you got you, you got you got one there. You got an amen there. That's all you go. Need That's good. It's good when it comes from the guest of honor. Flying <laughs> blind will cost you time. Because here's the thing: you will work longer and finish later than someone in a comparable situation who has visible goals. This is very important. The key to designing your ideal life is to always keep the picture in front of you. You wanna design your ideal life. So here's the challenge, right? It, it sounds great. It sounds- I talked about it here too. There's a whole other oh, book. And I didn't even read that study and it's in this. So there you go. Yeah, see, there you go. So, so here's the thing though, right? The, the challenge that it's hard to see the picture when you're stuck inside the frame. It's hard, it's hard. Boy, you are showing out. 
What? Say that again. That that just sounds good. Say that again, Eric. It, it's hard to see the picture when you're stuck inside the frame. Mm, mm, mm. And, and that's where our guest comes in. See, our, our guest today, she helps people to get unstuck. Mm -hmm. That's what she does. That's yeah. the title of her book about getting I, unstuck. I like that. I like how you did that. <laughs> so they can design and live lives they love. This is the perfect time for us to bring on our guest. She is an American certified coach, originally from Seattle, Washington, but now as an expatriate, she lives in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. She just happened to have a seven year layover in Whistler, Canada, British, that BC Canada. Okay. She's. Sounds good, right? That sounded good. There you go. She has been managing and leading people her entire adult life and started personal life sales and leadership coaching full-time in 2011. In October of 2019, she released her first book, Unstuck Yourself, The Guide to Designing a Life You Love, she gained Amazon bestseller status. She just happens to have it right there. There you go. He's gained Amazon bestseller status in four categories. Her coaching business is perfectly named a Design Life LLC. Mm. So please join me in welcoming to the 30-minute hour podcast, Samantha Buckley Hugeson. Samantha, welcome to the 30-minute hour. It's an honor to have you on the show. I am super excited. This is going to be really fun, I can tell. <laughs> Absolutely. Samantha, we, we, we should have really warned you more in the beginning that this was not your everyday podcast. Ted, now we, we do things a little differently. We do a little differently here, Samantha. We do a little differently. I, I probably should have warned you that I'm totally down. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but it's interesting. You do things differently as well. And yeah. I want, to, I want to get into how you did that and how you can help other people to do the same. But first, let's talk about your childhood. Let's give everybody the backstory. So when you were growing up in Seattle. Rainy Seattle, beautiful Seattle, rainy Seattle, yeah. Yeah, so what did you want to be when you grew up? Three things I can remember I wanted to be when I grew up. One is I wanted to be a star. I remember my mom such because I'm really tall I don't know if you guys know that but I'm like six foot two hmm. so I've been tall my whole life and my mom you know or my grandma wanted to teach me how to sew and I like when I was really little I go be a star make my own clothes <laughs> little do I know I really needed to learn how to sew since so tall hmm. but um so one was I want to be a star I want to be a singer um the other one was I wanted to be a counselor and help like abuse children mm. and then I actually went to school to be a music teacher because I decided that would be the greatest gift for me to help people you know because mm. music saved my life you know and I think so many people with you know not ideal childhoods go to an art or a sport or something to 
you know, keep it all together. And then coaches, sport coaches are really great, you know, teachers or whatever. They usually make a great impact. So that was it. That's what I wanted to be when I got grown up. Interesting. Uh -huh. I'm always interested in hearing because like very few people say they wanted to be what they're actually doing now, you know, it's like, <laughs> like you had this idea, but then, yeah. you know, the path kind of changes. Um, well, my path changed a lot and then it changed back you know, in my mid-40s, so there you go. Uh-huh. So, so if you could go back to that time, you know, early childhood, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to yourself? Can I swear? <laughs> uh, don't play so small. It, it, it all worked out. It all worked out. You didn't have to play a small game. You, you could have been as big as you wanted to be all along. So, so you feel like there were times where you, you weren't thinking big enough or kind of explain that. Explain well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you hear, they say it a lot nowadays, you know, don't dim your light, don't play small. And, and it's really true. If people really knew how powerful they are, regardless of the conditions that are going on around them or the circumstances of their life or whatever, you know, their parents said or their neighbors said or didn't say or whatever the old story is. If they would have just come out of the gates and stood tall the whole time and just believed, going back to what you talked about, had the vision of it all works out, everything's gonna be great, I'm gonna keep leaning in forward. Mm. I think that they would realize or I would have realized a lot younger that I dimmed my light. You know, I didn't want to fail either, which now failure is feedback. I, I know you guys have done a show on that. Okay. And I write that in my book too, right? It's, it's just feedback. Scientists want stuff to blow up so they can say, oh, don't put that in the vial. It's just feedback. So don't be afraid to make mistakes, man. Go, do. Nobody's gonna watching. We're always so concerned that people are, well, what if they find me out? And what if I look like an idiot? They don't care. Get yeah. over yourself. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. going, let's make me stand to screw up, you know? So is that a bigger, bigger answer than you wanted? <laughs> no, that's a real, that's a real answer. And people need to hear that because I mean, really you, you, you're doing it for you. Well, here's the thing. I'm doing it for me, but guess what? You're doing great stuff. If you were all chicken and like, oh, I don't know what people don't like my podcast show and what if I don't do this and what if I don't, I, we have to do it perfectly. Then it doesn't get done and people don't hear great messages. No, that's, yeah, that's real interesting. You think about that when you think about just like social media now, like even if all you got to just think you can sing, no one else has to think you can sing or dance or whatever. You just go out there and you just put it out there and some people have gone out there and have become a star and just throwing their stuff out there. And they didn't wait in line at American Idol for somebody to select them and let them get in front. They created their own platform, put it out there, went viral. And there you have That's a perfect example of those conditions and circumstances that I was talking about, where people will tell a story about, well, I can't do this because I would, but. It's such BS. It, it's just that that's the story. I'll wait until the time is right. You know, it's not good timing. When I have this, when I go there, it's like, no, 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 no. Go. No, now, now is perfect. You never had a perfect 
time than now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, people, Ted and I, we have this thing where they make us cringe and people say, hey, we're going to wait until things get back to normal. <laughs> you just want to grab them. When is that going to be? <laughs> what do you mean, normal? It could be 2040 when it's normal. What do you mean? What is normal? Normal's now. What are you afraid of, man? What, what, what are you afraid of? Do it. <laughs> happen now make normal make it now i agree just, just put on a mask and have some hand sanitizer and just do it <laughs> that's it so uh, everywhere so samantha you, you yeah. apparently you have a, a pretty pretty big following we have uh dana she said dana gomez she says so cool you have samantha as a guest she is a rock star see i'm a rock star without singing <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. Hey, for those of you watching us live, please keep the comments coming. Those of you watching me on IGTV, which is on the 30 Minute Hour Instagram page, keep the comments coming. We want to make this an interactive experience. We are interviewing Samantha Buckley Hugeson, and she's got an interesting story about how she got to Mexico. Right now she's living in Mexico. So Samantha, please share the story of, of how you got there. I decided. <laughs> okay, so I'm being a smarty pants. But the truth of the matter is, is that um, I met my husband. I was set up with him. I didn't know I was being set up, but we were set up and he lived in Whistler, British Columbia. And so when I met him, I just ended a four-year relationship, which was, which was a good relationship. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't the one, right? It, it just, he had that little person inside of you, that little voice inside you going, you're, no, 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 that's not it. <laughs> yeah, but I've invested all this time. Uh, he's not it. Yeah, but I'm 32. I'm supposed to be having kids and a life now. He's not the one. So um, I got set up for this guy and he wasn't my type at all he was kind of uh i don't know a little preppy would be what it was called back then you know really preppy the you know collar up blonde kind of you know and i was a club chick <laughs> you know what i mean so i wasn't into the izod and ski sweaters and all that <laughs> and i married him 10 months later and that was like 21 years ago wow so he is perfect the one but uh, you know, I had to get, I had to get healthier in here so I could have healthy relationship, not, you know, bad boy and, and, uh, all that dysfunctional crap. So, uh, it just worked out that I moved to Whistler, BC from the rain to the snow. And, um, after seven years and a couple of kids, I'm like, let's go six months, six years. Let's go. Let's, we, we got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I don't want to work as many hours as I'm working anymore. I'm, you know, I had the stuff, you know, I had the Volvo and I had the ski house and I had the blah, 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 and big title and money. And I didn't want to come home and have my dinner underneath the red light, which by the way, it's really cool having one of those McDonald's lights in your house. <laughs> but, but it would be under there under foil and my babies would be in bed. I'm like, let's go. And so we did. So that's how I got to Cabo. That's how I got to Mexico. Wow. Is uh, 
people bet he wouldn't make it six months, and that was uh, 2007. Mm. So here we are, 2021, and we're not going anywhere. Nice. So, yeah. so that, that's interesting. So did, did everybody just buy in from what? So you said, look, we're, we're just going to Mexico. I'm sick of this rat race. Was everybody just right from the beginning? Everybody was just like, oh, OK, let's just pack up and move. Well, the, everybody would be my two and four year old. And of course, they had no, you know. <laughs> they, didn't have any, they didn't have any vote, right? So. And he, see, technically, I was only supposed to go to Canada for like six months. And then we were going to move to Palm Springs. Because uh -huh. you know, I was done with the rain and cold. I just, I grew up with webbed feet. And uh, it just, like I said, seven years passed. And I'm like, my turn. And he agreed, next move is yours. Like we, we're pretty good at that. It's like, okay, this is, this is your decision. This big choice is your decision. This big choice is my decision. If we don't agree on it, tough titty said to kitty. It's your decision <laughs> we're gonna follow, right? So there you go. And um, you know, we, we reinvented ourselves. We got down here and with nothing, really like we left everything up there in case we were gonna turn around and find it wasn't for us. And then we went home and sold everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. And now I have a kid about to go uh, into university. He's graduating this year. And another one who's six foot six. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's a sophomore in high school. So it's all working out. And, and I work around by design. This isn't an accident. This is a luck. And I always have to nail that point home it's not luck I made a decision and that's where a lot of people get hung up well I'll do that when the kids are older I'll do that when I have more money I'll do it when my parents are gone I'll do it when when I retire that's the one that breaks my heart oh you're gonna go live when you're physically at your worst hmm. how many times have we heard that story all the time oh, we just retired and boom yeah Right? So go live now. Just design it. Decide for it. And decide is one of my favorite words. It's not try. It's not try. It's, it's uh, I'm making a decision. And it might be the wrong decision. So then what would you do? Make another decision. Make another decision. Yeah. Right, yeah. Ted? Yeah. Just make another decision. It's a big deal. If I came home with my tail between my legs from Mexico, you think people are going to make fun of me? We're adults. They just go, man, you're courageous. That's awesome. Mm. And if they didn't say that, then they're not in my circle. They ain't my friends. They're not my crowd. They're not my peeps. I don't care. Interesting. Mm. So, so, so there's a pattern. So you, because you were at one point, you were in the corporate sphere, corporate America. Yeah. And you just Again, you just left to open your own company. Yeah. Go out on your own. What, what was that process like? Scary. Um, I loved it. You'll find out in my book, I actually dropped out of high school twice. And then so finally dropped out my junior year. And when I went to college and I found out how much music teachers made, I realized I was making that much money already. So I dropped out of that too. <laughs> and you probably find that there's a lot of really driven, successful people in the corporate world that aren't terribly book smart. They're terribly driven with an incredible attitude and a hunger for learning and for knowing. Um, and that's what I had. I had a hunger for success. What I, what I viewed 
to be success. And I want, and I'm, I'm kind of a conformist as much as, you know, I'm seem to be out there. I am a conformist. I, I want to do my best for whoever I'm involved with. So corporations, companies, clients, whatever. Um, so I, I got some of the best training, I think, in the world. I worked for some really great companies. But when I came down to Mexico, it's not, not in Cabo, it's a resort town. And I'm a gringa. <laughs> so I can't go work for corporations here. I can't go take away people's job, Mexicans' jobs. You know what I mean? And then even if I could, the pay is much less. So um, I did some consulting gigs. I did some sales project kind of gigs. And then I went and withdrew all my money from my mutual funds. And I went to school to be a coach. Mm. And that was scary because as you heard, I'm pretty good at dropping out of school. <laughs> so there, that was it. That was it. I'm looking at my little diploma on the wall. Uh, I took a pause. I started in, yeah, I took a pause and then uh, did a project to refill the coffers, so to speak, you know, I went and kind of dropped my course load a little bit, went back and did a sales uh, project, company, opened up a company for somebody else, not for me. Mm. And yeah, came back. And that's, that's, I've been doing it ever since. What, what was it about coaching that, that where you said that that's my lane? If my husband was in here, he says, oh my God, you're always helping people. You should charge for it. Mm. <laughs> um, I think that I naturally love to help people. I just, I love to help people. Um, I like to touch their lives, you know? And then I've got a strong background in, of being a learner, of understanding. When I started really, really understanding that anybody, if they can conceive it, they can achieve it. Mm -hmm. And helping them with that belief, really, and then supporting them and being accountable. And I realized I don't want to be a therapist. I don't want to hear horrible stories. Yes, I know they exist. And my goodness, please get all the love and support you need. But I don't want to be pouring that into my psyche all the time. Yeah. It's not denying those facts. It's just energizing the truth. So coaching, in my opinion, is looking through the windshield. Mm. I had many years of therapy. I'm a big fan of it. But to me, often therapy is looking through the rear view. What happened to me? Mm. And I'm much more interested in where we're going rather than where we've been. Mm. Yeah, you know, and the coaching field is interesting because it's really about getting the ideas to come out of the other person. It's not, you know, it's not like being a consultant where you say, look, you do this, you do this, you do this, see you later. It's, you know, getting the other person to take ownership. And yeah, I have, I have, I have clients who are therapists. I've got clients who are doctors. I've got clients that sell real estate. I've got clients, quite a few entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, or people that started businesses. I, I don't need to be an expert in, in your business. I need to, I need to find out how you can be the best in your business. I need to see in you what you don't see. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have a bit of experience in running businesses. So I, I can certainly say, okay, I'm going to give you some advice, but that's different from consulting from my coaching. It's like, okay, here's an idea. If you want it, 
doesn't mean it's the right one for you. I'm just going to share it with you. There's a little bit of mentor going in that, right? Sure, sure. Uh-huh. And so talk about the Design Life LLC. Yeah. So who, who is your ideal client and how do you help them? Who's my ideal client? What was the other question? And how do you help them? Well, we just talked about it. My ideal client is anybody that's committed to doing the work. And if they don't think that this is work, then I won't work with them. And it's good work and it's fun work. And, and they, my, my clients have to trust me. You know, you know that what's that commercial that's on right now? This is not my first trip to the rodeo, the Megan P.I. guy. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's not my first trip to the rodeo here. It's not my first time doing this. And so, you know, I, I work with mostly now upper management and um, leadership, you know, people helping them with leadership or solopreneurs. Mm-hmm. Being self-employed is hard, right? Who you telling? It is hard. It is hard. Yeah. And it sounds so glamorous. And don't get me wrong, if you have an accountability partner, well, then it gets more fun, right? So I have a mastermind of uh, business people I work with once a month, and we get together and we're each other's accountability partners. You know, we've got the pinky swear. Listen, we're here to, there's enough for everybody. Sure. Let's support each other. And we network and we brainstorm and we talk like we would to a business partner. But they're solopreneurs. Yeah, I, I think they need the accountability even more so than somebody that's working in a corporate job because it's just them. You don't have a boss to report to. I, I teach a lot of structure in people. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of the things that I coach into people with a big stick is structure and, and something called calendarizing. Mm. Um, and to your note of opening, when you were talking about having a vision, that's designing your life, it's all reverse engineering, if it all worked out. And that's kind of the way that yeah, you pose the question. Let's just say it's three years from now, Eric, and it all worked out. What's that look like? And you draw the most specific, bright picture you possibly can. And then... We turn around and say, okay, so if indeed it all worked out and I have this great, you know, company and I have this wonderful marriage and I have this health and I live here and I travel there, what's a thing I would do today toward that? Boom. Ideas drop in and now you're on the path. So it's having that end result in mind first and then what can I do to get there? Not how do I do that? That's the worst word that people use is how. You want to get stuck? Try and figure out the how for something big. No, that, that's great. Yeah. You, you hit on some key things. I think it's so important to put people three years into the future, you know, as opposed to saying, yeah, what, what do you want to be three years from saying, okay, it's, hey, it's three years later. You know, it's, you know, 2024. 2024. And you know, now they're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm there now. Right. You nailed it because the reason I say three years is because if I said, okay, it's a year from now, because you could probably create all of it in a much shorter period of time. But people, they throw up their paradigms, throw up blocks, right? And I will oh God, I don't know if I can do it that fast. Yep. Awesome. You, you mentioned something calendarizing. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. 
calendarizing. So, so I've been doing this. Somebody taught it to me, and then I kind of took it and ran with it and evolved with it. It's it's instead of a to do list, or maybe you have a to do list or a to be list or whatever. Then I put it in a calendar. I know I'm my best until around one o'clock. I I'm great. I'm a morning person. So I put my least likely things in the middle of my morning, the things I don't like that much. If I've got clients watching this, don't take offense. I'm not saying to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Why do you always have me at 10 o'clock, Sam? Exactly. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> right. I saw show. Anyway, so, um, you know, because you want to get out of bed. I, gotta, I know I'm mid-50s and I still got to trick myself. You know, I'm not going to make the first thing in the morning something awful that I have to get up and go drag to. I do something I love and I do love coaching. I mean, I'm not going to, I, I really do love coaching because it's just like opening Christmas presents all the time. You know, I, it's the best thing when people say to me, you're not going to believe what happened. And if my clients were watching this right now, they'd say the answer is, oh, I am going to believe, but bring it to me anyway, because I just know how magical coaching is right? Anyway, so back to calendarizing. So I put in, like, literally, I started doing this when my kids were little, where it would say quiet time with the kids, you know, drive here, go that, do this. Um, and, and I make my little Siri, Siri is my, you know what, I mean, does anything I tell it to do. <laughs> And a lot of people don't know how cool this is. So if I said, hey, Siri, make an appointment for Thursday morning at 10 a.m. with Eric and Ted. I have 19 contacts named Eric and Ted. Anyway, do you, could you be more specific? So what he's going to do, I forgot I have my ear, hearing aids in, so it's Bluetooth to my head. But what will happen is he'll go ahead and make me an appointment there. And it's a he, my series a he. He's an Australian, I think. It's kind of hot. <laughs> so he makes an appointment. So there's calendarizing. So I, I fall in love with my calendar. So I'm going to tell you that that'll be the greatest break of some procrastinations is fall in love with your calendar. If you were going to have 30,000 YouTube followers or if you were going to have 50,000 Instagram followers, what's the thing you would do? I'm going to go on and post twice a day, put it in the calendar, mm. right? Just whatever. It's an idea. It doesn't have to be the best idea, just an idea. Get it in the calendar Sunday night before your work week. Look at that calendar. What's in there? What, what am I committed to? What am I going to move? What do I know I'm not going to do? Right? It's awesome. It's, it's so freeing. Everybody has the same amount of hours in a day. If I tell you start calendarizing, and you're taking on a lot of stuff that doesn't fit your calendar. I have a client right now. It's like, I'm working this many hours. I'm doing all this. I'm like, then you're not calendarizing. I'm trying. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not in love with it yet. Fall in love with your calendar. So, so what, what do you say? And I think you may have kind of answered this, but I'll ask it anyway. So when someone says to you, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have time to, I didn't have time to do that. Okay, how important is it to you? If it's not important, let it go. Who cares? Then don't don't put it in there. You're not doing it for me. Yeah. I'm kind of a hard ass coach. 
it's because I really want the best for people and I've been there and I've done that. Yeah. And transparency and authenticity is really the answer to so much. You know, so it's like, okay, well, if you really, really, really want it, you'll do it. Come on. What have you really, really wanted, really, truly wanted that you couldn't figure out? You'd be, you'd be amazed at how people can figure out stuff that they really, really want, you know? And you'd be amazed. I mean, it's just, just it's, all, it's all mindset. It's all mindset. And it's funny, I talk to some of my sales team and I'm just like, so if I told you that in, a, that in someone's house in this county, there's a million dollars waiting for you, man, you will be knocking on every door to get to that million dollars. You'd be like, you'd be like knock, knock, excuse me, ma'am. I just want to check you out. Yeah. If I find it, I'll give you a hundred thousand. Right. Like that's like that's what you would do. Uh, uh, I was a sales trainer for years and I and I used a similar thing. Yours was cooler than mine. Mine was you fall down, bust out your two front teeth. How long did you get the two grand together to get your two teeth put back in? Yesterday. Yeah. Vanity, right? Or that insecurity. Right. Well, there's a way. Where's your will? If your will is to to have and be and do and have and go and be, then that's will. There's a great book and it's, it was written in 1900s. I'm sure you've heard of it, read it. Wallace Waddles. Mm-hmm. The uh, rich. Mm-hmm. Everything I've talked about, one of my clients actually brought it up in a mastermind last Wednesday. I go, oh, I have it written through an audible. I'm going to listen to it again. I, I listened to it a year ago, but I'm listening and I'm like, oh. We're not making this stuff up. It works. Right? Oh, for sure. For you got sure. to believe it to see it, right? It's not show it to me first and then I'll believe you. Show me the billion dollars first. I'll believe you. No, you see the billion dollars in your mind. That mindset That's you're talking about, Ted, you see it. That's it. You'll find it. That's it. Really believe it. You'll find it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just, just want to see it first. Right. If they don't see it, if it doesn't add up in front of them, like shh, the answer's X. You gotta figure out what X is. That's why I say I only work with people that are willing to do the work. My dad was a big giant six foot seven West Virginia coal mine and sun cop football player guy. And you know what he used to say to me? Sam, you can't con a con. Mm. It's not my clients that a lot. I go, uh uh-uh. uh. I see this. This is so clear. I see you. Stop it. <laughs> go, go, go try and con somebody else. I know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> no, that that's awesome. The uh, the whole appointment piece. I mean that that is that can be a game changer. And, and I, I work in procrastination as well. And yeah, just that one habit can stop people from procrastinating. So once it's on the calendar, now it's important. Magic. Hey, I got a question for you, Eric. So. Does your or does your mind race at night ever? Well, mine doesn't because I I got the habit of writing, putting stuff in calendars, and writing things down. But that's that's what that's what solves that. Because so you bring up an interesting point because a lot of times, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're thinking about all these things, right, Ted? You're, you're thinking about oh man, I got oh, this conversation with this guy here. I've got to try to get this account. I've got to da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, but if you if you if you have a habit of writing things down, 
then those things are out of your head. And then what happens is you start thinking of ways that you can overcome those challenges. Because now your subconscious is going to work. Ah, subconscious. I love the subconscious. because <laughs> And it's just so dumb because it believes anything you tell it. That's what's so great about having a vision and a written vision and a vision board and a destination like we were talking about because subconscious mind is like, that's so cool. I love my life. It doesn't know that it's not physically here yet. Mm. Yeah. So, well, the reason I'm saying about the calendarizing and you nailed it is that when people have tough times, like I don't either, I sleep like a baby. But when your mind starts going, because I'm so in love with my calendar, I'll tell the thought, you know, uh-uh, I will talk to you at eight o'clock tomorrow morning and I'll picture it on my calendar. And of course it's gone and who cares? And I go back to sleep. No, that's great. Again, it, it's out of your head on, yeah. on your calendar now. So you don't have to worry about that. So Aria says, so true. Exclamation point. I live by my calendar. Exclamation point. Exclamation. It's got about four exclamation points. So she totally <laughs> buys into everything that you're saying, Sam, about calendar. So she's a believer in calendar. Yep. Thank you. It's, it's uh, freedom. I'm telling you, it's freedom. You know what else it is out here? I'm going to give you so many tips here that I give like my clients. Here's a little tip for people. Just, just, just between us here. Let us, just between us. It'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm really going to get oh. When people are saying, hey, because there's a lot of people out there that want you to do stuff. Hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do that? Hey, let's have dinner. Hey, blah, 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 right? I don't know if they say hey first, but you get my point. <laughs> I teach this to all my clients, so I'm about to out everybody. I'd love to, but I have to check my calendar. I'll let you know. Mm. So now we've accomplished. I'd love to, so don't be offended. Gotta check the calendar. I'll let you know. And then you can either check the calendar because you really would like to go to dinner or hang out with this person, or you can just get back. And here's another thing. You don't have to tell people why you can't do something. Oh, I can't, but thanks for the invite. That's enough. You know, people say to me, well, what do I tell them? I go, the truth is always good. Wow. So I could, so really, I don't have, I could just be like, hey, oh, that'll be great, but I just can't. Like, that's enough? I mean, I don't want you to hurt people's feelings, but you could just say, oh, I'd love to, but I can't. I'd love to, let me check my calendar. And then text them back if they're the type of people, well, why can't you? Because you're annoying? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Because I can't. That's why I can't do it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. It's okay to have boundaries. It's your time. That, that's that's funny that you say that because I, you know, I know some people that they just feel that they just have to, just do whatever people need, and so they just find themselves. You know, you'd be getting all these evites, and you just go to everything, and it's like the one good thing about everything that's going on right now is a bunch of stuff is just virtual. I can click a link. I can, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to swing through there. I'll be through there for about five minutes and then I'm going to click another link. Like, I'm not going to stay, you know, if I decide I want to do this and I'm out, or then I want to pop back in. I love it. Oh, it's fast. It took a lot of time for me, but, but keep that muscle because, oh my gosh, my 20s. Oh, I'm having a candle party. Oh, I'm having a Navon party. Oh, I'm having a, you know, whatever. It's like, you want to support your friend, but God, I want to stab myself in the eye. <laughs> so now, 
you know, you can support them in other ways. Oh, you know what? Love to, but I can't. Love or you know what? Maybe I'll stop in or I'll check my calendar and then text it. It's just like, I'm actually now to the point where I'm at such an age of my life where my circle's quite small. I really don't do a whole lot that I don't want to do. And they expect nothing but the truth from me. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. I mean, I, I just tell the truth. But you should feel, but I guess I you know, feel real bad, man, if somebody doesn't want to like come to your virtual event. But what is like, it? Like you can't even stop by my virtual event. Okay, but that's like, a I, like you I, just can't like you just can't stop by like you don't have to go yeah, anywhere like can you just click the link at five and just come by and say happy birthday and send something on cash app no yeah, i don't want to that's like hi that's that can't make it <laughs> some somebody that's gonna suck my time and life out of me <laughs> and, and you know and here's the thing as you start to become more successful more out there you get more requests so I, I think it's a, it, it becomes more, you can't do everything. More people are going to want you to do things and be on this show and do this and do that. If you can't say no, you'll be everywhere all the time. Thank you. And, and if you're really designing your life, like I talk about in the book, I actually talk about not just money freedom, but time freedom. Time freedom is really important to me. <laughs> you know, I, it's valuable. It's, it's, so yeah, I, I really take care of my time freedom as well. Maybe. But please invite me. I'll feel bad if I'm left out, but just know I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can make more money, but you can't make more time. So that, those are things to think about. So, so let's talk about your book, Unstuck Yourself. Great title, G great asterisk replacing the T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, I know you've been talking about the theme of the show and getting unstuck and designing your life, but talk specifically about what are people going to take away from reading the book? Um, that their old story is just that, an old story, and uh, they can reframe their paradigms, their old tapes, and um, create new habits. And actually the crux of the book is teaching people the steps to actually design their lives. It's like, well, I know I'd love to do that, but I don't know how to, how to do that. And so it, the book will teach people what to do to start designing their own life. And it also shares a lot of, of my client stories or friend stories where they got stuck. You know, it's really relatable, I think. Um, I, I paint myself as a total mess in the book because I was at one point, I was a total disaster. So if it's possible for one, it's possible for everyone, right? Mm. So, so, so you mentioned that you were a total disaster. Do you have a, a favorite failure? Something that you yeah. experienced that has really contributed to your success? Yeah, thanks for asking. My um, first marriage. I, I, my little, that little intuition that we all have, not just a women's intuition, we all have, it is just intuition. And it's as loud as any one of us is willing to listen to it. Um, and I'm going to say that again, that instinct or the intuition or that gut feeling that you have is available to everybody. You just have to decide if you're going to listen to it. It's not, it's one of my greatest coaching tools. 
when people say, I don't know. If you did know, give me an answer. Right? <laughs> and I'll bet you, you and I haven't talked about this yet, but I'll bet you they come up with all kinds of stuff, don't they? Amazing. They come up. They, the answer is within you. It's not inside of me. Yeah, I have an answer for you. I don't know it's your answer. I have an answer. Your yes. answer is in you. Yes. I'm super skilled at getting out, but I don't know. It doesn't work. Okay. Because that's just a game that we play to stay confused. That is just a head trip we put on. I don't know. So I'm going to stay stuck. And poor me. Oh, no, my God. Anyway. So the question was, biggest failure was my first marriage. I knew not to marry him. I knew not to marry him. And uh, I did it anyway, because I was rebellious and 22 and had low self-esteem and he was hot and, you know, all these things. There you go. And, and he was an abusive alcoholic. Wow. Um, and I learned the, it was the best, worst experience of my life. Wow. Yeah. The best, worst experience. I had a choice. I could blame him or I could go, what the hell were you thinking? Mm. You got some work to do, woman. That's all on you. Because I can't fix, I can't fix other people. I mean, they have to want it for themselves. So I tried rescuing him as a perfect, you know, tried rescuing him thinking, oh, if he was just happy, he wouldn't drink. Oh, if he's happy, he won't hit me. Oh, if he was the, you know, don't work that way. So then you say, well, what's going on with you? Well, you're insecure. You're trying to fix people. You're, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Sam, go fix you now. Best. Uh, I never learned my lessons the easy way. They were always hard. Mm. I'm headstrong. I'm stubborn. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Just because, I mean, people are going through different things. They think that there's the only one that have ever had a failed marriage or had something else go sideways. But I think the key is to learn the lesson and come out of it better. Well, and, and take responsibility for it. Yes. You, you, you are powerless if you put the blame elsewhere. For sure, for sure. Okay, so Samantha, we are now at Ted's favorite part of the show. It's Samantha. It's around not, the horn. It's not my favorite part of the show at all, Samantha. What is it, Ted? <laughs> Because again, I mean, we have guests like you that just say all these amazing things throughout. Then I got to kind of follow behind you giving your last, you know, thought. So then I got to try to come up with something sounding, you know, really like as profound. And I really don't feel like it today, Sam. So I'm just, you know, I'm just letting you guys know. I may, I may you know, I may be slacking today a little bit. So. No, no, no. I don't just like you said earlier, like you said earlier, sometimes you just don't have to. Just because Eric says, oh, man, you got to do it. It's around, the, it's around the horn. I don't want to. I don't want to. I like it. Yeah. She wasn't that. talking about this show, Ted. She was talking about you. Know. No. She said, if you don't want to do it, you know what you said, Sam? If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. You do you. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, so, Samantha, you're, you're our guest of honor. Well, what's a final takeaway you want to leave the people with? Can I give you two? Sure. You can, you can matter of fact, you can take mine. <laughs> you can do your, and you can do mine. So go ahead, give them two. Okay, I'm going to do, the first one is calendarize. Do it, do, just calendarize. And, and if you don't know how to do it, then go get my book or take my course or look me up and I'll teach you how to calendarize. Super easy. 
Um, number two, which will lead into number one, is do it imperfectly. Mm. Mm. Screw up. Who cares? Just just do it imperfectly. Don't wait till you have all the answers. Don't wait till you know how to do everything. You know how many videos I have and interviews I have and letters and e that there's typos and they didn't they didn't start on time because you know whatever. Who cares? Do it imperfectly. That's how you're going to get good. And then the third one is just say no. <laughs> it's okay to say, I'd love to, but I can't. I'd love to. Let me check my calendar. I'll get back to you. Great. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just, this has just really been, again, just a great, great interview. And, and, you know, and just you think about, you know, like everybody needs a, like a Sam in their life, right? So somebody you can just bounce stuff off of. It's going to be like, yeah, do it. You know, do it. Yeah, you know, you figure, you know, figure out the, the how part, right, later, but just start, start moving. And there's so, and, yeah, and there's, and there's so many people out here that you come across with it that they're, they're scared. Like, and so they want to bring their fear on you. Right, they want to say to you, "Yeah, but did you think about this? Or how are you going to do with that? What if you fail? Well, we're not thinking about it about that. How about when I succeed? Right? Right there. I love so, that. That's what I'm saying. What about when I succeed? Get ready for that. You know, and I think it, it's all a, it's all a a mindset thing, and and, and it's interesting. Like with all the guests." you know, there's, there's always this thing that in each of our guests that they have is kind of this mindset that, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to get it done. Like, regardless, I'm not going to wait for everything to line up and be perfect. I'm going to, I'm not going to be afraid to fail. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And I'd rather take a chance in doing it and, 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 and failing. And then, then to sit back and just say, I never even tried. I let someone else talk me out of it. Someone else that was scared, now they've shut themselves down and me. I allowed them to shut me down too. Yeah, mic drop. I thought I, I thought you, Eric, I had a little something for you, Eric. I was a little nervous at first, but yeah. Yeah, you came with it, man. You came yeah, with so it. I try to do what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I don't get paid for. We don't gotta get paid. That's what <laughs> That's so right on. You don't you don't like around the horn, but you were spot on with that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So so my around the horn just centers around what we were talking about at the beginning about not playing small and being afraid of failure. And I, I think I shared this on the podcast, one of the earlier episodes. Uh, one of my speaking mentors, uh, back when we were in Toastmasters, he had joined four Toastmasters clubs. He, he belonged to four clubs at the same time. And we would say, why? What are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? And he said, you know what? I want to quadruple my failure rate. Wow. And I mean, even at the time, I'm like, what? what? But, but now I get it. Yeah. He understands people that, that have high level success, and he's very successful. And people that have high level success they, they view their failure as feedback and they see it as necessary to get to where they're trying to go. Mm. And, and I think if you understand that, I mean, that, that'll keep you from playing small. You, you just understand that this is, failure is necessary. Yeah. 
I love you guys. I, I feel sad that we have to end this now because I've had so much fun. We don't have to end this, Sam. We 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 no, don't. I, I we don't do it. <laughs> oh, right. I'm about to eat. I'm about to leave you all. She's like, I, I, I got to go. Right, right, right. I do have to. Right. This has been fun enough, but I got to go. I stay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so this has been a fantastic episode of the Thirty Minute Hour Podcast. As you've seen, this is not your everyday podcast. You can come to our Thirty Minute Hour Facebook page. You can go to the 30minutehour.net. You can uh, get us on iHeartRadio or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And one more time, Samantha, please tell people how they can connect with you and get your book and all that good stuff. I would love that. So uh, the book is called Unstuck or Suck Yourself, but it's actually typed Unstuck on Amazon or wherever you get your books. You can find it wherever you get your books. Um, the Guide to Designing a Life You Love. Not a good life, not goal setting. Design a life you love that you just are fired up to wake up to every day. Um, I have a website. It's a designlifellc.com. You can find me on Instagram, a designlifellc. On Facebook, Samantha Buckley Hugeson, a designed life, or I have an unstuck group. So I'm everywhere. And I love talking to people. So there you go. Great. Samantha Buckley Hugeson, thank you for being on the 30 Minute Hour podcast. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. To drop some boulders and nuggets. Those of you that are just joining us, you need to hit the replay button to catch what you're missing. She really dropped some serious knowledge on us. That's our show for today. Until next time. Have a great one. All right.